Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And uh, guys, we just got together. We watched movie 43. And oh. before we talk about what was called the Citizen Kane of awful movies, uh, how about we talk about some movies we've seen recently? That sounds fine with me. Max, how's it sound to you? That sounds fantastic. I don't like the idea. All right, let's skip I it. I said the idea, and I don't like it. We right skip it right to 43. No, let's talk about some movies we've seen. Robert, go. Um, I uh, Since we last got together, which I think was before the holiday. Correct. Uh, I've seen a I'm gonna lot fa- of movies. I'm going to fact check you for the rest of this. You can. You were correct. I, I was sick, and in fact, on Christmas and, and for quite a few days afterwards, and I watched a lot of movies. That's also then. true. Mm-hmm. Um... I think I watched this one before the holiday, but I think it's worth mentioning it. You you were rather disgusted at the idea of it. Uh, I already forgot what you're talking about. You'll you'll recognize it, starring Gary Busey. He is a man living inside someone else's oh, home, God. and the movie is called Hider in the House. It's Hider in the House with Gary Busey. With Gary Busey. Gary Busey. It's Gary Busey, yeah. Hiding, he made, makes like a false wall in the, the attic of this home. It lives Ew. inside of it Ugh. and then skulks around when they're not home and stuff. It's like the idea of it, the idea of somebody living in my walls doesn't scare me half as much as just like seeing Gary Busey on a daily basis. I think that would scare me more than somebody they don't. In my he walls. does a pretty good job of being stealthy, but then the thing, the, the trick in the movie is that he, he kind of... Uh, he gets out of the house, but then kind of ingratiates himself to the son who gets bullied. So then all of a sudden the son invites his friend over and he meets the mom and is like, it's nice to meet you. But like he lives there also. And it's like, it's, I explained to Andrew and it's hard, it was hard for him to believe, creepier than you think it would be. <laughs> Just for a movie about Gary Busey living, living in your, your walls. walls Ugh, it is actually idea. a little bit freakier than, than you would imagine. Um, I also watched, uh. Prince Avalanche, you watched that too, right, Max? Yeah, I did. I didn't mind it probably as much as you did, but I also didn't... R- raving review. I didn't mind it. No, I don't... I just... It, it is. It was just kind of artsy. It was kind of... And, and it is weird that it's the same director as as Pineapple Express and Your Highness. But it is kind of just... I don't, Yeah. Who's in the movie? What's it about? It is Paul Rudd and Emile Hirsch, and they are the dudes who lay... Um, who, like, put the lines and reflectors down on roads. They're out in the middle of Texas wilderness just just, just doing the roads. Mm-hmm. And Paul Rudd really likes it, and he likes even being out there alone sometimes and, and hanging out. And Emil Hirsch is his fiancé's brother, and he kind of just gave him the job as a kind of a favor. Okay. Uh, but he's definitely more like, ah, the weekend's coming up, I need to get into town, I need to find a girl, blah, blah, blah. Like, he doesn't like the solitude the same way, and it... It's kind of introspective, and they have problems, and they get on each other's nerves, and you know, almost get to fighting at some point. But it doesn't. It really. I mean, it doesn't really go anywhere, like you said, Max. And I don't know. Wait, what did you? Uh, I don't know. It just. It, yeah. It didn't have anything that made it a movie. It just seemed like watching a couple guys. Did it have a camera? Yeah. It, so it had cameras. It had cameras. I don't know. It, but it was, was, it was kind of just inconsequential. Like I probably won't yeah. ever watch it again. It, it wasn't really memorable. It, I don't know. It was just lackluster. Yeah. I for, you know as for, as a person who's not seen this movie, you guys are doing a really bad job making me want to see this movie. To each their own. I, but also, I mean, nothing in the title 
happens in that film. Neither of them are a prince, and there's no, no avalanches? No princes or avalanches at all in the film. I was imagining the third act is, like, them fighting, and then, like, all of a sudden, halt, halt, and then the prince rolls in on that's a... That's when, the, yeah. in the third and act, the when Prince Avalanche yeah. shows up. The prince shows up and tells them, please stop fighting, and Avalanche happens, he gets buried, they have to work together to pull the it prince out. It might have been a more interesting movie. A snow um, avalanche, too. Not, like, a rock avalanche, but... And they're not even... They pr- might even be low land where they're filmed, so it was all... I was... So it would be a really big twist if there was snow. You're gonna have to watch it to see. Fair enough. I won't give that part of it away. Okay. Um, yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I would recommend it. I don't know how. How to know? It who sounds would. like you wouldn't recommend it. I don't think it was not worth seeing. I just. I. I'm sure my, someone would enjoy it. I my roommate liked it. He's very pretentious, and. So. <laughs> Really, this is like at least the second episode where you called out some roomies. I do do it in front of them. You're putting some stuff on blast. I think that's self-described. Maybe not. On their business card? Yeah. Yeah. Max's Um, roommate. uh, Guy. Pretentious. Roommate. Fan of Prince Avalanche. Yeah. He has to have the cards updated a lot. Yeah. Um, he should really put his name on the business card. I don't know why he refers to himself. And, and you know what? Maybe, he's that guy. He's and, the guy who yeah, like puts that way. Maybe it was a result of my uh, feverish uh, sickness yeah. that I even Watched put up it. with this film. Oh, and maybe in like a, a healthier state, I would have just ripped the, the Ethernet cord from the back of my Xbox. Now, I have to say that you are having a very violent reaction to this movie where almost nothing happened, but you had, have yet to say that the movie where Gary Busey was living in somebody's wall was any worse. It was just more of a... Stuff happened in the movie? So. Yeah, yes. Okay. Oh, and I and I think I mentioned to you in, in, in Hider in the House, and you were, I mean, didn't sound pleased when I first started telling you about the film, but the, the family dog does kind of smell and detect that there is someone in, in the attic, and, uh, and uh, Gary Busey kills the dog. Jeez, yeah. kills so and buries the dog. The movie. So don't see the movie. Don't see the movie. It is a perfect pairing with Marley and me. <laughs> Jeez, Robert. And they're, they're they're the closest films that are relatable to each other. No, I, except I, for I, Citizen Kane in movie forty three. Except for Citizen Kane in movie thirty three, which we'll get into the. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I saw. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I also saw a movie called Pterodactyl Woman in Beverly Hills. Interesting. Please, go on. It's it's Beverly D'Angelo from uh, Christmas Vacation, well, National Lampoon's Vacation fame. Mm-hmm. The mom, the, the mom from, from those original series of movies. Not, I don't believe she appeared in any of the uh, Beta House, Naked Mile. Those are American Pie movies. Those are National Lampoon movies as well. Van Wilder, what about that? That's she was in. She was Van Wilder. She was. Yeah. She was Ryan Reynolds and Van Wilder. Um, it is, but it's Beverly D'Angelo, and it is she. She is cursed in the very beginning of a movie, unbeknownst to her, cursed to become a pterodactyl and by a Native American, by a guy, a white guy in Native American makeup, and then does become a pterodactyl. <laughs> they have the most magic. Uh, yeah, it was amazing, and it was a trauma movie. Oh, there we go. There, yeah, it's all yeah, and she becomes a pterodactyl. Also, I mean. Trauma will make pretty much anything. <laughs> so so it's really hit or miss. Like I think you need to have quite a few positive recommendations to be like, no, this is a watchable one. This was pretty funny. It was very self-aware. 
It knew it was ridiculous. It probably could have ended like 20 minutes sooner for my taste, but it went all the, the directions you wanted it to for a movie about this. A woman turning matter. into a pterodactyl. Yes. Okay. It, it, was, it was amazing. I, I, I really enjoyed myself. I actually had a really good time. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think you and I both saw a movie in theaters and on separate occasions. Uh, let's say it together. The, the Hobbit. Hobbit. <laughs> the Hobbit, Medea's Family Christmas. The Desolation of Medea. The Desolation of Medea. Uh, I, yes, we did see The Hobbit. You took the a long time. The Desolation of Smaug. You took a long time to see The Hobbit. It was actually kind of upsetting. Worth the wait. Worth the wait. But what's poor Jillian going to do now? What is poor Jillian going to do now? I thought you were waiting on her. Did you go and see it with her? Yeah, I did. Oh. You didn't mention, well, now, you, now you never that, mentioned that in the review of the movie. Now that she's seen it. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. I usually start off my reviews with who I saw the movie You're, with. Never mind. I am not... I wasn't paying attention because you did specifically reference there were certain re- reactions and things she had to like to finding out Lee Pace, who Lee Pace yeah. was in the film and stuff like that. I just... I wasn't paying attention. I'm okay, sorry. so I we both on separate occasions saw... The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. Uh, Robert, what'd you think? And more I, importantly, who'd you see it with? Yeah, I, start I, off the review, who'd you see it with? I saw it with Jillian. She saw it with me, <laughs> with me first. Wait a minute. She saw it with me she first. She saw this movie twice. All of her pretend, like, what? That's Lee Pace? What? That that was all pretend. Will you guys just continue this? Couple of, I gotta go. Okay, bye. Oh, wow, he's out the door. He's out the door. I thought he's, he was joking about that. He's, he's rabble, 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 he's rabble, rabble, rabble. The Hobbit. Rabble, rabble, rabble. I guess it's he's too not late. out the door anymore. Well, I Come my back. opinion is the same as Jillian's, and that is it was great. <laughs> the music. I can't believe how much you a sound effects. She's a really big sound effects. Yeah, sound Jillian's fan. a big sound effects fan. Um, uh, I I I genuinely did enjoy it more than the first one for sure. Yeah. Um, I agree. I I like the first one. I think the first one takes its sweet time getting to where it's going to go, and probably too long. Um, no one has seen here the extended edition of the Hobbit. Not yet. I, mean, I almost can't believe. I mean, that there's I like, an extended. I, I do like the Hobbit. And yeah. Like, I, as we've talked about before, like we could pretty much spend any amount of time in that universe. And I've said it over and over again, I would watch a four hour guided tour of middle earth. If that was on, if that was on screen, I would watch it. Yes. But I am in the same boat. I'm interested to watch it because I will watch whatever from <laughs> Peter. I mean, I'll just watch whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Blanket statement. Um, no, but it, I would, I am interested in watching the, the extended cut just because like, you're right. Like, it it felt like it took forever to kind of get where it was going to go. What more can they put well, in? I would be. I am genuinely curious if there's anything in the first forty five minutes where, and this is in the first movie we were talking about. Yeah. That it did take quite a while to introduce all the dwarves and kind of get the story going, and then get literally, literally for them to leave the Shire and yeah. go on their journey. So I would wonder if any of the extended scenes, any of the deleted scenes, would be before all that um there's the scenes where the dwarves use the bathroom they use there's bilbo's a, bathroom there's only one bathroom so there's only a big long scene <laughs> a, uh bilbo goes to sleep uh, and they show uh, that full length him sleeping <laughs> full eight hours sleep well, well hobbits you need about 12 actually yeah that's a good point that's a really good point i i i mean but in, a, in the same way that i am you know i don't i only watch the extended editions pretty much now when i watch the lord of right. the rings and i do watch those at least once a year it feels mm-hmm. like and I, I can't imagine I wouldn't enjoy the extended one as well. Right. I still haven't seen that. Yeah. It, it is hard to imagine it longer. And then the fact that this one will be likewise longer right. when it comes out on DVD. Yeah. Too. 
Um, I yeah. I uh, to get back to the desolation of the Smaug. Um, I did. I I like this one more than the first one. I think it was a little. It was a little better paced. Um, betterly paced. Hey, right, guys. I wasn't gonna step on your. Uh, uh, yeah, I set him up and I knock him down. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought it was paced better. I I just I thought it was a more just I had more fun watching it. Like I was surprised when we got to the movie. Jillian was kind of, she. I mean, she's not as big of a fan of of the of the universe as I am. Um, the universe in general, not just the Lord of the Rings universe. I'm a big fan of she the universe. She doesn't think I'm, about the cosmos. She's not in. Much. She's not into astronomy at all. Um, no, but I. Oh, she's just. She's not a, that. I mean, she likes it, but she's just not that big. Like, she's not as entranced as I am. But like, she was kind of like, I don't know. I could have done with you know if it was like a, even two hours i think would have liked it more and too i was like dwarves too many dwarves yeah when do they start killing off those dwarves um well, how long is it it's two hours and 40 minutes Jeez, really that's shorter than the wolf of wall street by yes. the way which was cut down yeah to like three hours um but i i yeah. felt like the whole time like i i was kind of surprised when she said that because like the whole time i was kind of like it oh didn't i feel i actually feel its length as much as like i think also the fact that it literally started out like where it left off, they yeah. were already on their adventure. They're already on the run yeah. from something. There wasn't so, any prologue or like. Yeah, it wasn't like previously on the Hobbit. Yeah, it was like it, it did just kind of just get going again, and it, it didn't. I wasn't checking yeah. my watch. Yeah, I mean there there are some movies that legitimately feel their length time or longer, where you're just like, how long have I been sitting here? But I really didn't check my watch once uh-huh. during the movie. I don't even own a watch, so that helped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is that. Yeah. I wasn't wearing a watch, but. Um, no, I just it didn't feel it didn't feel like I'd been sitting there for any like extra length of time. Where like I mean, there's some movies that are like an hour and a half long, like the movie we watched today, yeah. where I am just like sitting there like, when is this movie going to be over? I couldn't tell you felt that way about the movie we watched tonight. <laughs> well, my over my comical it. yawning or like looking at my phone wasn't giving that away. Or your prolonged the prolonged amount of time your hands were spent over your eyes and face, like it looked like they were like kind of pulling your trying to pull your skin off a little bit. Um. I and was hey, trying to do a face-off. We were trying to do a face-off. A special kind of movie that would, that would make yes. you do that. Yes. Um, Max, you got to go see... I mean, did you like the first Hobbit movie? Uh, I thought it was okay, but I thought it was really goofy. That's one thing I didn't like, is, and I heard they cut it down. And that's like, the biggest... Yes. That is the biggest problem. The biggest like juxtaposition in the movies is that The Hobbit is a much shorter, much goofier book, but they have to connect it to the Lord of the Rings series, which is like non-stop, you know black blood orcs getting slaughtered. Okay, this is this is okay, I will say I have, I have I have a a criticism of the movie and it's a criticism I wish I'd brought up about Man of Steel. We I I really wish we won't talk about well, Man of we Steel. Didn't talk I, about, I don't think we talked about Man of Steel enough, so I think we should yeah. Yeah. TV. Uh, this is one this. this is one deviation. I think that one thing that they have to be really more concerned about when they are making a movie about Superman and I will say the same thing about The Hobbit, is that kids are going to see the movie. Because The Hobbit is a kid's book, and there are two superheroes that I think kids are always going to see movies of, Spider-Man and Superman. So when you make a dark Superman movie, you have to... I, I, it is, I think it's irresponsible of movie companies to make a dark Superman movie when you know the kids are going to see it. I think that no matter what, even if, you're, even if the, the, you can make the rating a, a PG-13 and say dark themes or whatever, that's fine. I think that it's irresponsible for them to make a, a Superman movie that excludes kids when I think there's only two superheroes you can be guaranteed kids are going to want to see a movie of. Maybe we're just judging the kids wrong because, like, I could see some kids being like, 
badass because like Superman can just like blow through anything and just like punch out any problem. But I completely dis. I mean, in my own brain, of course, I I agree with you, and I'm like, mm-hmm. he. There are plenty of superheroes that are all brawn and no yeah no brains. Right? I yeah. I don't know. It, if you want a hero that just like just decimates the enemies in like Wolverine or something yeah. like that, where it's like rare that he talks someone down. Like he's the guy who just he cuts first and asks questions later. Yeah. So like, I mean, we got into it already, but yeah, it, it ultimately does change the core of it. But yeah. what are you referring to? There's so our there's Legolas? I, I, our main man Legolas and my main man Legolas. <laughs> um, there's just there is because the Hobbit is a kid's book and. It's much more of a children's book than Lord of the Rings. And there is a there's a very weird juxtaposition in the action of the movie in that like there is a scene of like goofy, you know, like whoa, like I won't I won't say it cuz you haven't seen the movie and I think you should see the movie. So It's barrels. It's barrels. Okay. There's yeah, a barrel scene there's, a, there's yeah. a barrel scene where one of them basically like Donkey Kong's the the orcs and um and then, like, it is followed immediately by Legolas, like, decapitating orcs. Yes. Like, cold-bloodedly. And it's just, like... Which is what we're used to seeing them do, but in... It's, it's just, like, like... It's like, man, I would I would love to be the orc who just got rolled over with a barrel rather than <laughs> the orc who gets, like... Who runs into who gets, Legolas, yeah, yeah. Grabbed by his hair and then for a few... Yeah, for a few seconds before yeah. an elf slits me from... I just, like... Ear. I just, like, that sort of thing, it's just, like, it... You make a scene that looks like it's specifically for kids. It, I know. And then, it, like, to follow it immediately with some orc getting his head cut off, it's just, like... It's the harsh reality I don't of think the it's world. too... I don't know. It, it, it's hard. It is. It's hard to connect. It's hard to bridge the two. And this one is obviously, I think, is quite a bit darker. Yeah. And it's definitely... What it's trying... I think what it is trying to do is ramp up and try to meet... Find some middle ground where they can... Some middle earth, if you will... Where they can, <laughs> you just blew my mind. Where they can by the the third movie, whatever whatever's coming out this end of this year, will not be so far fetched that you won't be able to say that's the same universe as. No, I yeah I I I completely understand that, and I I don't have a perfect solution in mind. I just like I know it's anecdote it's anecdotal, but our boss told us that he took his son to go see the Desolation of Smaug, and it was like the second movie he's ever said, "Dad, I'm scared." Yeah. In the movie. So, like... Kids get scared. And it was only a scene where they were, like, eating. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> kid. Yeah. Ah. Hey, kid. Like, he, was, he was scared of the barreled part. Yeah. He was, yeah, the barrels. Cast, <laughs> yeah, like, like oak, particularly oak and maple barrels really freak him out. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Anybody named Bard? Anyone named Bard? Uh, towns on near on or near bodies of water, so it's really hard for him to yes. hear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I again I like the movie. I just think like if if you're a person who is thinking about taking their kids to the movie, just be aware that there are. By the way, when there's a movie that has a rating, you can look and it has little things about what it's rated yes, for. Yes, yes, I think that it, I, this is I, not I this is not. I'm not. I. It sounds like I'm coming down hard on movies. It's no. not just the movie's fault. It is, and it's not. It's not a fault to be passed around. But it is a parent's responsibility if they're going to take their children to movies to look and see what's on the rating. I was in the theater when a mother brought her two kids in to see Watchmen. And it was just like, I think that she brought her kids in there because she's like, oh, comic book movie. Yeah, but you know what? That is, every kid should read Watchmen. <laughs> and see it and it's experience true. it. And Shouldn't hopefully hold it at home and rewind some parts. <laughs> and I think you know what I'm talking about. When Dr. Manhattan is created. 
<laughs> Speaking of someone whose uh, balls are exposed the entire Okay, film, here we go. Here we go. That segue worked about as well as a segue in movie 43. <laughs> which, which, by the way, gave up on its own segues at some point or <laughs> some another. Point. So, okay. It didn't bother at some to point, jump. I think it was the third. By the third, third I think by the third yeah. vignette. So, which is too fancy a word for anything in this film. Movie 43, which the name of the movie is never explained. I don't. I don't. We haven't looked up what. The maybe oh God, I hope maybe there, there wasn't originally forty three little vignettes. vignettes. Um, so it's it's a movie that is it is basically it's a premise to present a bunch of sketches on film with various famous actors. So the movie is presented as a pitch to Greg Kinnear to, to Greg Kinnear by Dennis Quaid. Um, about it's all these movie ideas he had. So they're short sketches. That are his pitches about these movies. So the first pitch is... Try and, try and follow along. ...is a blind date between Kate Winslet and a handsome Hugh Jackman. And the they've set it up that he's single, right? Because the magazine that he's on says, why is he single? Or why can't he get a date? Or why something is this guy like still it. single? Yeah. Gotham Magazine. Yeah, Gotham Magazine, why is this guy still single? So he shows up to the date... He's got a, a a scarf around his neck. He unwraps the scarf, and guys, he's got a set of balls hanging from his neck. Wah, wah. We've it, all been already, there. They already did it in Men in Black too. Yeah. By the way, uh, I think it's safe to say we're probably going to spoil the punchline for every one of these oh, sketches. Oh, no. Yeah, so if... It, I don't got, think we need to go into that much depth on this movie, honestly, guys, do yeah, we? Guys, right, if... We'll, we'll, go. we'll go down the ske- line of sketches. Yeah. We go sketch... Set up punchline. Yeah, set, well, set up punchline. I think I think we should redo all the sketches. Yeah, I think even though I'm gonna, gonna shit in your face. Yeah, even <laughs> okay. though there's no visual element, Max right. really liked the one where. Uh, okay, uh, Chris Pratt. I did. I did take down notes You've of all the of all the. Okay, the all moment the this movie started, Andrew turned into a lemon. He got completely he sour. Dried he dried up, became <laughs> yellow. <laughs> he was, Really okay, so uh, here are the notes. Hugh Jackman has balls on his neck. You need to write That's that down. Remember cool, that. Excellent. Yeah. yeah nice. <laughs> okay. All right. So all right, put up. a check mark near that one. Um, how did that sketch end? The sketch. Don't you have in your notes? Ended with. I told you all I wrote was Hugh Jackman has balls on his. I'm, neck. I'm pretty sure it ended with Kate Winslet, him going in for a kiss on her forehead, and then the balls. Oh yeah, T bags her. Hitting her mouth, and then and then it cutting back to Green Kinnear, who is aghast in his. Also, it didn't even end. Like it there, just kind I, of like I think few, I mean, few of them had had very abrupt. A few of them had yeah. very abrupt endings. Yes. So it cuts back to Greg Kinnear, thinking, "Oh God, that's horrible." He's like, "Oh no, I've got another one." The second and sketch was was Leif Shriver and Naomi Watts homeschooling their kids. Homeschooling their kids. They were okay. Funny. So I will say, a Awkward. couple of these sketches were kind of funny. They had some funny ideas, but yeah. it's like it, this is an idea that would work. Maybe in a sitcom or, or a sketch show. Okay, so like this sketch, this sketch, I think made it on TV. this sketch, I think honestly would have been funnier on like Saturday Night Live, where like it would have like a time restriction of like a minute and a half or something. This sketch went on, I what five minutes? It was too long. Yeah, it went like it was like the the running gag was that they homeschooled their kid. And, and they also literally, but like gave him gave school. him the high school experience, yes. so they bullied him. Um, she like gave him his first awkward kiss. Oh God! Um, 
they they like strung up the flagpole and covered him in poop. Like yeah. things that like don't even happen in real <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never happened to you. Um, I, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember of, seeing you outside every day. <laughs> yeah, I was covered in poop. My dad was making me. Uh, <laughs> His dad. Say I suck yeah, balls. Even, even yeah, I suck even even yeah. in high school when he was actually in high school, his dad would come in. Yeah. To, yeah. No, I remember yeah, on the news. The homeschool experience. Um, what was the third one? The third one was Chris Pratt and Anna Faris. Anna uh, Faris, yeah, and he, they she wanted him to shit on. So us. yeah, they're they're in this romantic picnic setting and. They both say, I have a question for you. So they say, let's ask it at the same time. And, you know, he's going to ask her, will you marry me? And then she says, will you poop on me? And he goes, wait, what? What? So there's a long setup of what is he going to eat? What's he got? Well, yeah. What are the big night? What's he going to (laughs) eat? So he eats. He's in the bathroom scarfing burritos and and drinking X-Lax. Which, yeah, like, why? Isn't one good enough? Like, it, Isn't one good enough? Right, but like... It's liquid. One I mean, butt. like, was he just like, like... I mean, I know that oh, she... Just burritos or X-Lax? But yeah. like, okay, and maybe I am... Maybe I am woefully time. ill-prepared to talk about, like, the act of shitting on somebody's or, chest. Or the digestive yeah, you, system. you've never been there. Let me take um, over. Yeah. Yeah. We got a German... As the resident expert. Um... It's all accurate. Would you want somebody having explosive diarrhea on your chest? Yeah, they didn't say anything about diarrhea. It might not have been that, but... What do you mean it might not have been... Okay, so the sketch ends with him saying... Because she's, like, being playful and coy, and she's like, not yet. She wants foreplay like a typical woman. And then he's like, can I just just shit on your chest? And then she gets offended because she doesn't want shit on her chest. She wants a poop. So she runs out the house, and he goes chasing after her. He still has to... He still has to shit. He's got, like, the ring in his hand, and he's, like, waddling outside. A car hits him, and he explodes. Well... not He doesn't literally explode, he, but... He, like, shits on contact. Shits and just, like, contact. And goes Probably the biggest belly laugh from that. laughing again. Oh, it's such a good movie. It's everywhere, and she's like, was all this for me? Oh, boy. Okay, okay let's try it. I would be impressed if we could think of all. What's the, what are some other ones? There is the one where... I don't know if I can think of them in order... Oh, there was the, there was the there was the I think the next one was the Robin speed dating. That was yeah. might have been my favorite. That one, one was honest. That one was actually pretty funny. It was Justin Long as Robin, um, Jason Sudeikis as Batman, mm-hmm. and Robin is on is doing speed dating, and Batman is being a shitty wingman and a cock blocker. Yeah, and much. so he gets a chance with Supergirl, played by Kristen Bell, Bell beautiful and, Kristen Bell, and, who looked good in that Supergirl outfit. Whoa, uh, down, down yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, wow, movie forty three. It didn't think Andrew, it would make Andrews. Uh, I'm gonna watch list. movie forty three again. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it was honestly. I mean, maybe it has something to do with the fact that we we can appreciate a, a, a good comic joke. But it, yeah, there was some pretty. It was pretty. It was funny. Yeah. Oh, and John Hodgman as the penguin, which I thought John was Hodgman was a penguin. Pretty funny. Um, Uma and then Thurman Uma Thurman Lois was Lane. Lois Lane. Yeah, and then um, what's her name from Iron Man? She was like the girl that he hooks up with. I do not know the actress's oh, yeah. name. Um, I don't know her either. She's Probably the reporter that she's the reporter that he hooks up with in the first one. Yeah. Um, she plays Very Wonder Woman. Character. Very Yeah. We all know it. And Iconic then she goes character. on to become Wonder Woman in this sketch. And then she's Wonder Woman in this sketch. And, uh, yeah. I think for, for hearing as much as he apparently uh, railed uh, and attempted not to be included in this film, Richard Gears was, like, the The dumbest, worst. Like, one of the lamest. worst. Yeah. Well, not even in, like... <clears throat> like 
there was times where I think you were like face palming more on other sketches. This one was just like boring, boring, and yeah. it was also. So I mean, the the setup for his sketch was that they showed a commercial somewhere in between one of the sketches that was like a spoof on iPod commercials. But talk spoof, about topical. But this, <laughs> right? You know how we've all seen those iPod commercials like on they, TV lately. I, so apparently, this movie has been in, in production for like a decade. Ten years. That shows. That commercial I am, showed its. I would not be surprised in the least if that was one of the original. Yeah. Sketches and they were that like, commercial this, showed its age. Yeah. We'll we'll make this movie, but we've got to keep the sketch this way. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um. So it's what it is is it's an iPod commercial and everybody's like dancing around listening to their ear their earbuds and it turns out every the earbuds are plugged into a naked woman. The and it's I, called the, the I, I babe. babe. That's the joke. Until and they until, stand on it. Until they go to a meeting where Richard Gere is the CEO of I'm gonna guess Apple. Pear. Pear, yeah. Yes. Um, where they have made the eye babe and they find out that there's a, a an external venting port for the eye babe so it doesn't overheat and it's where the girl's vagina would be. So a lot of boys are getting their dicks cut off. Mangled. By the eye babe. Yep. So Good belly laugh. So the next sketch. The, the next sketch. Uh, there's one where Halle Berry plays a game of truth or dare with, I don't know that, that forget that comedian's name. That's not Stephen Fry, is it? No, it is not Stephen Fry. Not Stephen Fry. Um, not Stephen Fry. He was the voice of Wheatley in Portal 2. I don't know his name. Was he the... Hmm. Yeah, I let's just okay. spend a It's not Stephen Fry. The point now. is... He's a tall her, British guy. Her and this tall British guy get into a game of truth or dare that you would not believe. Yeah, the the dude, the insanity. Okay, no, but, but honestly, everywhere. though, like, I... Yeah, it goes from... He has to grow up uh, this guy's ass at the bar and gets punched for it to Halle Berry blowing the candles out before a blind kid gets a chance to on his birthday. To and then the dick tattoo. He gets a tattoo of a very realistic dick. Uh, on his mouth. Coming on his the side of his face. Foot, a foot and a half. Uh, a, a foot. Uh, well, that would have been a nice tie-in. See, the movie's not that smart. Um, and, and eventually getting, they both get grotesque uh, physical augmentations. Halle Berry... Gets becomes like, what she will probably look like in 20 years. That's her face ballooned up <laughs> and her breasts ballooned up. Ballooned up into like watermelon size things. And then he gets Valmorphanized. I, There's a James Bond movie where Sean Connery becomes oh, Asian. Oh, yes. And it looked more convincing than this. This was like, this was just like, Next you could level. not have more offensive stereotypes. It was like a black bowl cut hair and they put in buck teeth. And buck that teeth. Was it. His, his eyes were also and his like eyes were slanted. slanted as well, which... The modern, modern medicine is amazing. Right. <laughs> yes. So apparently, modern med- modern medicine will turn you into a 1940s stereotype of an Asian guy. Yeah. I didn't know it was possible. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Hey, it's <laughs> it's worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah. If you see it, if you see it in the movie, it's got it. It's. I mean, there has to be a thing. Um. Right? Okay. Wait, 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 what are we forgetting though? There's there was something the, else. Oh, leprechauns. The oh. leprechaun. Oh, Sean William Scott and Johnny Knoxville. Think they capture a leprechaun who's actually Gerard Butler. And then and his brother is also Gerard Probably Butler, Gerard Butler as well. They get really beat up. They're offensive. Um, they fight each there's other. There's also... I thought the one... the Probably the funniest one was... And, okay. How how insane is it that the little commercial th- thing in between everything, without any big actors in it, kids and machines, <laughs> yes. was like, made me chuckle more yeah. genuinely. It was, a, it was... Yeah, so it was like... It starts with like a guy putting in his like coins to get a soda and nothing comes out. So he starts shaking the machine... And it shows that there's like two kids on the inside of the holding just dozens just of cans. Hold, of soda. Yeah, holding <laughs> dozens of cans of soda in their arms, just like looking frightened. 
and, and then, so like and there's kids in printers that pass out the papers to you and there's there's kids in the ATM giving you your money and it's just yeah basically a public service announcement against shaking um, machines, using machines yeah. that have kids inside yeah which is just it's it a hit, silly little thing it's it hit stupid. home it hit home with me I throw as like, I throw as controllers like, man I I am oh, that guy. You, oh okay. yeah. you think they're even that small. <laughs> Wait, are you saying are you saying you think there's kids in the controller that are like they have to, helping, the, helping yeah. you? And you're like, like How you guys have a and you're like, God damn it, the kids in this controller are fucking up. Like, <laughs> you hear me, kids? You hear me? <sighs> it just it, the thing that was funny to me is like, yeah, no, no one in it. There's mm-hmm. no actors. It wasn't right. even like one of the people banging on the machine was fucking Michael Douglas or or <laughs> or. Uh, or Michael Crichton. Yeah, it was no. Could have been Michael Crichton. It was. Probably, it was no. no one big, and yet if they had had small funny things like that, it almost would have been maybe tolerable. Yeah. If they'd had decent. What are you talking about? You totally tolerated it. You kind no, of no, enjoyed that, it. No, no, that that one, that sketch. Oh well, the movie in general. Yeah, it wasn't as. I always, I always. I'm not sure when I should want to say this because sometimes what was the last? Oh, I'm sorry. It was the happening that we were so offended that I was like, that wasn't the worst thing I've yeah. ever scene i don't know it was it was stupid I, okay i will i will say this isn't like the worst movie that i've ever watched no, and no, like far from it i would say this isn't the worst movie we've ever watched on this couch no considering yeah. we watched the happening last i the happening was worse than this yeah, yeah yes yeah i enjoyed this more than prince avalanche prince valiant they're prince valley definitely different films but yeah i um, i completely agree see it's ridiculous but yeah. it's true um we're forgetting the last Diesel, sketch. The, the two last, last sketch. sketches. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Yes. The second to last sketch where Terrence Howard is oh, uh, a basketball coach of an all-black basketball team in like the the, the, the 50s or, or 60s or 50s. something. And they're, you know, he's like, they're all like, coach, I don't know if we're going to beat because they're playing an all-white basketball team. Coach, I don't know. Can we beat them? He's like, he's the only person who apparently realizes that black people are good at basketball in, yeah. in this sketch. Which they didn't know back then. Yeah. And so they're all like, He's like, we're going to beat them because... And they're like, oh, because of our faith in God. No, you idiot, because you're all black. And so that, that's like the joke of the sketch. Like, in the trailer, and then it, and I guess I'm not shocked to find that it was that was literally the whole thing. Yeah. and the, I mean, that is that is the joke. Like, they start stomping these white kids, and then, like, he's got, like, the little, like, coaches, like, bored. And instead of, like, r- drawing a play, he just writes, you're black. Yeah. Um... All, so uh, we also forget there's a story interweaving with Greg Kinnear and Dennis Quaid throughout. Its story is a generous, generous term yeah. for this film. Well, it's technically a story in that it, it's the only thread that seems to bind any of it so together. So he he is um, now holding Greg Kinnear hostage with a gun, Dennis Quaid, to get this pitch out. He wants to sell this movie to Greg Kinnear's studio, and so run, he's got a gun on him. Run by Common. Run by Common. So he goes to their to Common's office, and tells him, you know, hey, we need to sell this movie. He's got he's got he, a gun. And yeah. He interrupts the meeting with uh, Seth, Seth MacFarlane and the other guy. Was he supposed to be someone? I, I have no idea who that was. Afterwards. Um, but old Seth couldn't keep. And then they referenced him later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like, who they says it? Some, Family Guy. Somebody I'll says go yeah. Home and watch Family Guy. Oh yeah, Halle Berry says she says um. Like, yeah, if you if you don't want to do this, I could just go home and watch some Family Guy. There was some money exchanged or some yeah. sort of. Yeah, you could you could you could see that like probably behind the camera, like she her saying, 
I could go home and watch some Family Guy, and Seth MacFarlane just like handing him like a hundred dollar bill. He was or wearing something. dollar sign glasses. <laughs> the hundred dollars that paid for this. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, other than the some of the ones we mentioned that were that were more than tolerable, that were had actually funny. I thought that the last one was pretty entertaining too. Yeah. Okay. The but post. Can, so before we get to that, the, okay. so the the story, the the hostage oh, right. story continues, where he. He, you know, uh, common basically browbeats Greg Kinnear and saying, you're, you're, you're a pussy, you know, I, I slept with your wife and then you showed up for work the next day, you suck. And so Greg Kinnear steals Dennis Quaid's gun and is going to shoot Common. And then him and Common have a standoff. Common shoots Greg Kinnear. And then they do this thing where, like, the, the sound effect goes off and then the bullet hose the show up, like, could blow like a 10 lady. minutes, 10 seconds later. Yeah. And then they're like, Cut, cut, and then like I don't. What, it's what? like a Charms blow pop commercial. It was. It was like the like. Save what, from Charms. They, it was like they were just like what like. They literally decided at the last second. Well, who? I mean, can you? This movie? Can you even blame them for doing like? They were like they basically broke the fourth wall, kind of, and then we're like, oh, we're making a dumb movie about these sketches, and they're like, well, don't we need a transition for the last one? Ah, no, screw it, just play the last one. I did not, I did not, I mean, like, I, I understand that it's not a cohesive story and there's no, like, there's no reason to keep it all, like, congruent and make it all make sense, but, like, what, like, I, did that, I'm, I'm sure there was somebody out there who thought that was hilarious, but why, why was that? Because they had no way out of their very small, simple, overarching story, as, as much as they did out of the other ones. Yeah. Uh... We, oh, we forgot to mention uh, the sketch where Hit Girl gets her period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chloe Moretz Grace uh, and McLovin. McLovin. All McLovin, McLovin is the older brother this kid is making out with Hit Girl. And she gets her first period. And, of course, her boyfriend thinks it's fruit punch. Uh, and then his brother thinks that she's, like, dying and bleeding out. And then Patrick Warburton is their dad who just, like... Gets in a slap fight with, with the guy from Upright Citizens from Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, and then the whole thing ends with Warburton having his son pull his finger and let a big old fart out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did forget one sketch. Oh. Emma Stone. Oh yeah. And Kieran Culkin, where Kieran Culkin is like <laughs> a, a a a grocery store employee, and he's on the PA like talking about the sales. Emma Stone. Goes into his line. Scorndex lover. Scorndex lover, and basically they have this like weird fight, makeup. They had like a weird, like, it was like Diablo Cody wrote that conversation (laughs) or something like that. Like, (laughs) it it was just like some bizarre, like, thing where it's like, say just as weird of things as possible. I hate you. I wish I could. I wish I could kiss the you know inside of your lip meat. Yeah, just like, like that's the kind of thing. yeah. It was like it was so it was just bizarre. But I want to be inside your nose and come out of your mouth. Yeah, and so basically they they have this conversation, not realizing that they're being voiced over the PA in the store. Yes. And then she leaves. He looks over and sees that the whole store is watching them, and then yeah, so that yeah. It's fantastic. It's it's just, it just ends. It just, it just ends. I yeah. was like, oh, they'll come back to this. Why yeah. did we forget about that one? Yeah. 
But let's get to the real one, Bezel, man, Bezel. Bezel. So the credits, the, the credits start rolling, and we're and like the last credit is Elizabeth Banks and Andrew's, Josh Dumal. Andrew's vibrating with rage at this point. <laughs> and they show a credit. They show a credit. It's a directed by James Gunn, starring Elizabeth Banks and Josh Dumal. And I'm like, where was that one? We're like, where was that one? Yeah. The credits end, and then they start showing it. It's this animated, or not animated, but this there's... This is Roger Rabbit. Yeah. The, it was Elizabeth Banks and Josh Dumal are this couple, but Josh Dumal has this cat named Bezel. I actually thought it was pretty... I thought it was... It was decent, like, I yeah. It was pretty good. I did like when the cat, the cartoon cat, is like very, like, Ren and Stimpy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very Ren and Stimpy, and has his tail, like, flicked out, like, just... At, at a perfect straight angle, and Josh Dumal is just like very like precisely like I you I, I hesitate to say it. you have to see it, but uh, if, there's, part if there's a, if there's a part of the movie so that if there's a part of the movie to check be. into, it's literally fast forward through the credits. <laughs> this is on Netflix. It I mean, is on this Netflix. Is, this instance, is free. So this have... will cost you nothing but your time, which is probably more valuable than this yes. film. And but the, I thought the Bezel thing at the end with Josh Dumal, this cartoon cat was. Fantastic. Better, <laughs> he deserved more money than had better comic timing than everybody else in the movie. That's true. Yeah. And, oh, actually, you said that people might have not done this for money, though. Yes, uh, that's the understanding I had reading. I could be wrong, but the understanding I had from reading the Wikipedia page was that pretty much everybody did this movie pro bono, like they did it as a favor to the director. Sonny Bono's. Like, they did. <laughs> a Sonny Bono's professional brother, pro bono, pro. Uh, <laughs> Um, where like he he would like you know like he would meet these people like parties like these celebrities and say hey I'm I'm putting together these like sketches as a movie I believe that's exactly what happened and they were and he's like "Uh, I'm doing a sketch where you go on a blind date with a guy with balls on his chin and you know Kate Winslet's like, oh, that sounds so funny. Of course I'll do it. Uh, call Good my agent. Banging Kate Winslet, by the <laughs> way. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I love Leonardo DiCaprio. How do you, how do we get from, from Halle Berry like needing like. What she got in that movie, Swordfish, she got right. like, paid like buku bucks to like show her <laughs> boobs. Like it was like, oh, right. I'll show my boobs in this movie. Give me a lot more money. Yeah. Now she is making guacamole with big fake tits. Yeah. For free. For free. How yeah. the mighty have fallen. I doubt anyone did this for free. I think they did you it think? as oh. favors, but I doubt they did it for free. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know. I mean, when you consider how much on-screen time, it'd be kind true. of thing where it's like, like apparently Richard Gere was like, you get. How long did he say? Four days? It didn't I take might, four days no, to film. It might have been like it might have been like Richard four Gere. hours. I yeah, think. I was gonna say that's. I feel like if the caliber of actor that you have, it seems almost impossible they couldn't get these done in a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I don't know anything about show business. <laughs> we should watch the blooper reel. See how much got cut out. It's probably loads. I can only imagine. Stuff, some of the bloops weren't even... Four days. Four Gear eventually said that he would do it on a couple of conditions. They had to do it in four days, and they needed to relocate the shoot from L.A. to Maybe New York. he meant the entire movie had to be filmed in four days. <laughs> How could it take four... I mean, I guess I don't know as much about film. I'm just good at watching. <laughs> I'm just good at watching. I, why, well, what? I mean, like, what did, did the, the boardroom scene... It wasn't like he was ever in another part of a set of anything. Yeah. It wasn't like he crossed over into other storylines. I don't know why. What would take four days? Yeah. I, yeah. I, we gotta set up And shots. I don't, I sure as hell don't blame Change any the of the actors or actresses in this movie for not for promoting it or yeah. anything. I, I, it's, 
pretty silly and not in a very good yeah. way. I don't know, but Max kind of liked it. It was pretty fun. Would you? Okay, so just as a final aside, would you tell anybody that you know to watch movie forty three? I I might li- uh, the bees. I think the Beazle thing is honestly like kind of funny. Yeah, I might I might recommend them to watch that. It. I mean, it's to me, it's like, would you in this kind of day and age, would you rec- would you tell somebody to watch a whole episode of Saturday Night Live, or would you tell them to watch? Specific sketches. I would say, and I yeah, think, like go inside, uh, go online, and, and and find the sketch if you could. I yeah, mean, I yeah. think that there are certain parts of this movie that are kind of funny, and if I could localize the Justin Long sketch yes. and the commercial about the kids and the machines and the Beazle thing, I would. That I'm, would be a decent twenty-two minute sketch show. Yeah, like that I mean, would be like. I, I, they're not. I'm not saying that I would recommend those as like those are like the three funniest sketches ever made. I think no. there are. A hundred sketches. I... But surprisingly funny for this film. Yes, they're surprisingly funny for the film, yeah. Max? Yeah, I'd recommend the whole movie. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Why not? <laughs> I mean, you've, you've calmed down, but yeah, you Andrew looked incensed that we were... But that was instant. That was like the minute the, the movie That's started. True. I think you didn't even like the, the font that the title <laughs> credits were in. It was probably the big... big as soon as I started seeing names, like even the... I don't even know the names, but as soon as I started seeing yeah. words on the screen, he's, I was just he's like... He's illiterate, so he, yeah, just, he, he, just read. Gets, he gets furious yeah. when he has anything on, shows on screen that he's yeah. supposed to read. They're making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I stood up, was this movie making fun of me? Yeah. When did they stop uh, doing credits in hieroglyphics? <laughs> He does read hieroglyphics. That's that, yes, that's not same as a literary. No, I was raised in Egypt, so yeah, <laughs> in the pyramid, in um, the pyramid. Yeah, the one pyramid. That was my stomping ground. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a review of movie forty three. Not, I have to give that a hearty, pretty. Uh, no, not a recommendation. I would not recommend it. Overall, I would say do not watch this movie. If if you need to look up Bezel, then so be go it. for it. So yeah. be it. <laughs> so be it. Wow. Um, well, I guess that's it for us this week, guys. Um, hey. It was fun. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> yeah. Hey. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Andrew. I just want to give you a heads up that our movie for next time will be I, Frankenstein.